1: My name is Adam Homey. I'm your host, and I'm honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Here at the Brilliance Plus Passion Project, we highlight folks who make the world a better place by being part of it and by their contributions to it. And we also have with us, as usual, our producer, Princess Alessandra. For those of you who watch the video version of this and go all the way to the credits, you will see that our office production staff are cited in the show's credits. Part of the podcasting modality is you get to have lots and lots and lots of fun with it. Today, we're going to have lots and lots of fun with today's guest, Kate Buck Jr. And let me just tell you very briefly about her. Uh, She's somebody who's been around for a long time. Well, her official bio You'll find it if you go to our website at www.brillianceplusfashion.com and check out this episode. But I personally remember Kate from, I think it was 2010 or 2011. I attended a social media summit that was hosted by Bill Glazer near the Inner Harbor of Baltimore. I remember, I can't remember if I met you in person, but I do remember you gave a presentation where you listed all the people who claimed they discovered you.
2: Yeah, that was my first, uh, really my first kind of big speaking gig.
1: Yeah, oh, okay. So I was there at the very beginning.
2: Yeah, that that was very early on in my career. Mm
1: -hmm. Wow, wow. So I actually was a witness to history. Now, what I got out of that is that, Victory has many parents and failure is an orphan.
2: That's about right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No one one claimed me in the down years. That's for sure.
1: Well, well, yeah. Yeah. So if you could uh, tell us a bit about, and as our listeners know, we have a formula we go through here on the Brilliance Plus Passion episodes, but I actually want to flip it around because normally we ask the first two questions in reverse of what we would intuitively expect, but we're actually going to do them in intuitive order this time. And tell us a bit about what it is that you're currently doing and what it is you're currently offering.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, in addition to being a digital marketing service provider yep. and having a marketing agency, I also have a program called Social Media Pro, where we mm-hmm. teach and train uh, anybody who wants to start a business or grow their existing business um, doing social media, content managing management, excuse me, or digital marketing services.
1: Right, right. And overall, how would you say that that makes things better, makes the world a better place for your clients, customers, and the world at large?
2: Um, mo- mostly, um, I like to think about it in terms of my students for Social Media Pro, um, that I help them overcome their fears and their insecurities and step into um, their own, their own, and where they can live a life really on their own terms.
1: Right, 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 right. Now, in your experience, what are a few of the most common questions that people in general have when they ask you about what you do? Is they're working through their decision to invest in you? Like, what would you call maybe a few of the frequently asked questions?
2: Yeah, usually people ask me like how did I get started? Um they ask me if I had formal education or training, you know, like how did I learn what I was doing? And um and then they ask me um if if this is something that anyone can do or another version of that question is like are there too many, you know, digital marketing professionals now? It's more like is there room for me too?
1: Yeah. What are a few questions you wish prospective clients and customers would ask when they're considering working with you?
2: Yeah, exactly. The questions you should be asking are, what beliefs do I need to get out of the way so that I can be as successful as I possibly can? Or okay. like, what books should I read? Or you know, who should I model um, so that I have the right mindset and set, up, set myself up for success? Um, and my favorite one is, is it okay if I follow your advice to, exactly to the letter and I implement it as quickly as humanly possible? Of which the answer is yes.
1: I wish more people would ask that question. You know, I run into folks, uh, you may be familiar, and I know a lot of our listeners are, As I'm the creator of the REACH system, one of the features of which is the podcast REACH system. It's Based on my 10 years of being involved as a podcast host, as a podcast guest, working with clients to launch podcasts, their key networking, client attraction, and celebrity expert branding toll. And if I had a dollar for every time a client tried to fuss with the model and improve it, or, and this is one of the features of Reach, is we develop a stepwise process and institutional legacy for how they edit, produce, and publish their episodes. If they would just follow the instructions the first time. I mean I hate to say this, but I have more than once handed this system over to whoever's team was going to be handling it going forward, whether you know digital marketers or virtual assistants or what have you and then I would see the results of their first work and I could, and I would be able to pinpoint where they stopped watching my tutorial and just decided they were going to assume they knew everything. Because it was at that very moment where we went from the process being followed correctly to where all the mistakes were. I tell people the first time, do it exactly as I tell you, even if you know how to do this stuff in general. Because doing it that way the first time will allow you to catch some of the subtleties and nuances. Uh, Reach has a lot of secret weapons in it, particularly when it comes to search engine optimization, search engine marketing, and simplifying the overall process of producing podcasts. Once you understand those nuances, then you can adapt it to your own knowledge as long as the end result comes out the same, but when they miss that step. So I find it interesting that you have people saying, hey, can I just copy you? And here I am saying, I wish they would.
2: No, I'm saying I wish. It's what I wish they would ask me. Yeah. like, Can I just do exactly what you say? If people would just yeah. ask that, and then what do I need to get out of the way to be successful? Uh, those are really the two main questions that I wish yeah. people would ask. And then
1: do what All I right. Okay, so let's shift gears here for a moment. And the second part of the Brilliance Plus Passion interviews is where we discover a bit more about our guests to help our listeners get to know you. As I like to say in agreement with Bob Berg, all things being equal, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And I add to that, that key to all of it is that people do business with people they see as people, not as marketing scripts or as anonymous avatars. So the first thing we like to ask is what would people who know you be surprised to learn about you?
2: I think a lot of my friends don't know people that know me don't know that I actually jumped off the stratosphere in Las Vegas, which is about 129 feet off of the ground. And, um, and, and also little known fact would be, I had to go twice because the first time I chickened out and walked all the way down to the bottom, uh, they don't even let you take the elevator. Uh, If you chicken out, you have to take the stairs.
1: I'll take the stairs. That's fine. Congratulations on that, by the way. I could never do it. Great. Right. What do you hope people say about you when you're not around to hear it?
2: Um, I just I hope people just say that I made an impact on them and and that it was that it impacted them in a positive way. Not necessarily yeah. that our interaction was always positive. I don't care about that. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes there's tough love, but that um, that me being in there life or their world or their interaction with me, um, made an, a positive, an impact in a positive way on them.
1: Yeah. If you could go back in time and change one thing you've done, one thing you've experienced, one thing that's happened, what would it be and why?
0: Mm.
2: (laughs) I, um, I would change. Um, I part, I partnered in my relationship with, in my business as well, about six years ago. And, um, and I have been very challenged. You can even hear it. I've all of a sudden can't speak. So if I had a time Mm -hmm. machine, I would go back and I would keep my relationship and my relationships and my business separate.
1: Oh, you mix business with pleasure. And it turned out to be neither, as I like to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's Uh, a
2: a good way to say it.
1: There's a, there's other analogies for it, but Mm -hmm. I, I get, I get the picture. You know, I've only really seen that work once and all the other cases i've seen it in the end it actually kind of comes to a disaster and i think that the one time it worked i think the differentiating factor is they had already been married for 20 years so they already knew what they couldn't stand about each other so they knew how to make a business partnership in tandem with a a personal partnership work but what i see happen way too often and particularly in our industries is folks uh, you'll have two people that'll meet at, and then often happens they meet at a seminar, believe it or not. They fall in love over cocktails. They take a, an exotic vacation to show that uh, they are full of uh, YOLO and they find themselves melting and raising each other up. And before you know it, they have a new joint venture brand out with both their pretty faces on it. Then a year later, what happened?
2: Yeah, yeah. You, for a moment there, I thought you were ha- really did follow my story very closely. Um, um, it was about wow. six years. It was about six or seven years uh, in my case. And um, my advice would be to choose um, yep. business or uh, relationship. I have seen it work. Generally, it's one person's business, and then the spouse joins as a support. Um, you can't have two captains of a ship. And so um, makes it really challenging. Yeah. So I would go back and change that. Um, There's a reason that you saw me speak in 2011. And I'm just now getting on your podcast in 2022.
1: I thought you were just being coy. But um, if we want to go with the circles of life thing, we can go with that too. (laughs)
2: we can go whichever whichever (laughs) i think everyone knows what my thing is that i would change now so
1: exactly exactly uh you bring up an interesting point too that now that i think of it there have been more than one of these partnerships i've seen work but it's exactly as you described Uh, there's one captain of the ship and then the other person is either these plays a supporting role or is more behind the scenes even if they're actually the dominant or primary half of the of the dynamic it just all depends on how you look at that but i think you kind of hit the nail on the head when you try and have two captains that's where the ship sinks
2: 100 percent.
1: yeah all right so let's move on to a slightly different topic okay. and uh let's let, let's get kate meeting new people so what famous person alive or dead would you like to meet and what question would you have for them if you had the opportunity
2: Hundred um, percent JFK, and I want to know what really happened that day.
1: Oh, we're, are you talking about November twenty second,
2: nineteen sixty three? I am. I happen to be born on November twenty second, um, not nineteen sixty three, but right. Uh, so I'm definitely. Uh, I feel connected in that in, to it in that way, and I'm just insanely curious about the truth about November twenty second.
1: Well, they were. Well, well, they were supposed to reveal all that uh, at some point during the Trump administration. I think they looked at it and they realized some people were still alive and they couldn't declassify. So, with with increasing increasing lifespans, yeah, with increasing lifespans, we may never know at this point.
2: Well, that's why it's my answer to my question.
1: Well, let's hang in there for a while and see if we can get there. So. so uh, what motivates and inspires you to keep going when you're having a tough time or facing a challenge?
2: Yeah, there's a pattern happening here. It's the testimonials. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's making that, it's the testimonials. It's making that change, making that impact. And when you get that feed as a creator, when you get that feedback that you have made that change or the, you have made that impact, um, it feeds you to keep keep going. It's fulfilling for you to be, um, helping other people fulfill their dreams. It's like Zig Ziglar said, you can help, you can have anything that you want as long as you help enough other people get what they want. And, um, that is what keeps me going even in those tough and did keep me going even in the tough times.
1: Certainly, certainly. So in a moment, I know you have an invitation for our audience and I'll share that on your behalf, but final question here in general, aside from taking up on your invitation, what would you urge our listeners to do as soon as they finish streaming this episode?
2: Um, Yeah, it's to do the thing that you've been resisting. So I had a great homework example. I had a great homework class last night with some of my social media content managers, actually. And each one of them was our supporting clients and producing reels and shorts and TikToks or whatever they're not doing it for themselves and so we did not hang up the call last night until everybody had done their 60 second reel and actually recorded it and posted it so i'm on this tangent right now of like forced implementation Mm -hmm. stop learning and start doing so if whatever is on your list that you've been resisting get it like as soon as you hang up go do it like the suffering that lives between now The time that you actually do it can be over if you'll just do the thing that you're resisting as quickly as possible. So, do whatever that thing is for you, do it now.
1: All right. All right. So, if you are watching this on our companion YouTube channel or on our website, you can see it on your screen. Otherwise, look in the notes and you will find the link socialmediapro.com. I'll say that again for those who are out driving hunting, and jogging at socialmediapro.com. And what you're going to find there, and this may vary from time to time, so be sure to check back as you may find new things, is there are a number of great free resources that Kate Buck Jr. has available for you. Uh, There's there's a link to uh, community. There's a great blog, which I've been checking out myself. And you can also discover more about how to get started on your path toward becoming certified as a social media manager pro in as little as six weeks. That sounds pretty exciting. Check it out at socialmediapro.com. And with that, Kate, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor, and believe me, in education.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me.